0: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends, or two of us, try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week, it's Shit's Creek. My name's Dan, and my favorite type of long pasta is bucatini, but my favorite type of short pasta is radiatore.
1: <laughs> my name is Jimmy, and my biggest goal in life is to get a barbershop quartet to cover The Longest Time at Billy Joel Oh, that's good. Oh, did man. Did you do that in Chamber Singers? No, we never ended up doing that one in Chambers. Oh, we did. Um, really?
0: I had that dream fulfilled.
1: Oh, it's such a good song. We were not a quartet, obviously, but right.
0: it, was, it was actually the all-male group, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, What do they call Bring Pal- us the treble or whatever? Yeah. Here comes treble. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Palin always has doing, like, a, a men's song, too. And... Yeah, they always... Yeah.
0: And uh, What was the female group called? Do you remember?
1: Oh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that song. Uh, yeah. for the longest time. Did you do "We're the Men of the Chorus"? Yeah, the men
0: of the, the chorus, chorus we're, were the men. men. Yes, yeah.
1: we did do that one. We also did uh, "I stuff. Wish I Was Single Again." Yep, we did that too. Wow, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chamber singer stories. Jimmy, yeah, what's your favorite type of
0: long pasta? Uh,
1: I'm not a huge pasta guy. Oh, that's right, you're a sauce sandwich boy. Yeah, I remember from my youth. Oh my gosh, that should have been my fun <laughs> fact. Um, when we were kids, we
0: like we were of uh, italian descent on our mother's yeah. side uh when we were at like family <laughs> gatherings there would always be pasta yeah and uh not for jimmy yeah little special jimmy would have a sauce sandwich
1: <laughs> and it was literally just a piece of like wonder bread it wasn't even like nice italian bread no, it was
0: whatever bread was in the house with yeah
1: sauce on it, and it just put sauce on it sometimes a piece of like a sausage yeah, or pepperoni or something yeah but this is what infuriated
0: off. me as a youngster
1: yeah jimmy yes you
0: like pasta with like (laughs) butter on it you would you would eat like pasta with butter on it right and you would eat sauce on bread yes but you wouldn't eat sauce on pasta
1: yeah i mean it's not really (laughs) i think partly it's because like when i was younger that's basically like all my mom would cook was just like sauce and pasta Mm. um so it was one of those things where i just sort of like grew out of it Mm. and um and by the time i was like younger i was still like young or whatever but i was like sick of it i didn't want to have it all the time and um you were also quite spoiled so I, yeah if I was you didn't prefer
0: kid. pasta right. you would get sauce sandwich right <laughs> exactly i just love the name of that
1: yeah um like if it's given to me with a meal i'll eat it but like i'm never going to ever cook myself so a, you don't a have a sauce favorite. But no wow that's no. sad i've got two favorites wow yeah, that's pretty important. Which were they again? Bucatini. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that is.
0: Bucatini is like a straw. It's like spaghetti with a hole in the middle of it. Okay. I love that. You get the sauce all the way through the noodle. Yeah.
1: You know what I don't like about spaghetti is it gets like little hard parts and that always bothered me.
0: Well, I don't know how you're cooking it, but my skip. spaghetti doesn't have I don't know.
1: That's, um, that was my mom. I don't know. And
0: then Radiatore is called that because it looks like a radiator because it has like these little fins on it
1: oh yes they're yeah, not yeah. like super common but right like
0: along the back there's like a groove and then along the front there's like these little ridges
1: i've seen those before yeah it's very good it's wow Almost
0: like a penne regate
1: okay yeah. well then now we know
0: and knowing's <laughs> half the battle g.i joe
1: we are the toy boys talking ourselves into just a little segment that we do every week uh just things that we've been doing for the, for uh for the time away from the pod and um last night I was sort of getting back into a show that I've been watching for quite a while it is called Video Games Awesome I've talked about the show before oh, on yeah. here before I only know about it from you Yeah um it's something that I enjoy um last night I was it was very special because um two of the main hosts moved away to Japan and um, it used to be a group of five people, five or four other guys and uh, Fraser's girlfriend, Becky. And um, yeah, they moved to Japan. So um, last night was the first time in like two years that uh, two of the other guys were on the show. So I was very excited because uh, it's a video game show. People are just playing games, having fun, but uh, it was nice to see those personalities back again, catch up with them. And that show is great too, because they're super responsive, like on Twitter Mm. Um they have a great community called the Turbo Community. And um yeah, it's just something I've been enjoying again. I've been watching some old episodes and uh catching up with the live streams and um just something that I enjoy doing. Um Fraser has been a huge inspiration to all of my production stuff. Um his setup for the show is amazing. He was one of the pioneers with like twitch streaming and stuff.
0: He's not an inspiration for this podcast,
1: no I won't allow it. <laughs> not for this podcast, but uh but like for production quality and stuff, like I've always wanted to keep audio being like a, a huge uh, thing because whenever you watch something with bad audio, that's all you can focus on is yeah. bad audio. You're a
0: big Fraser guy. I'm a big Niles guy personally. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, yeah. that's a sweet Fraser joke. I mean, his name <laughs> is Fraser. It's not um, Fraser. Even worse. Yeah. Um, they're also super Canadian, too, and they're really nice. They call everybody buddies. Nice. Um, and he's a cat dude, so me and him just connect. We always connect on Twitter about our cats and Do stuff they ever like that. eat kebabs? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just uh, something I've been getting back into. Super enjoy that show. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've been doing. Like, last night they were playing some Red Dead Redemption 2 online. Oh, you had mentioned that. Yeah, I was talking to you about that before. And um, super enjoyable. Are love, you going to do a, a,
0: a play with me on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll do a play with me <laughs> of, of Red Dead Redemption 2. I think that sounds great. Me and you should do that. Yeah. I'll get you on. We'll yeah. play. I'll do all the chores and you could have all the fun. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Dan, what are you uh, talking yourself Oh, I'm
0: talking into? myself into something real exciting this week. Oh. I'm talking myself into using real dishes.
1: Okay. <laughs> Instead of paper, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I've been a
0: a paper a paper plate plastic fork kind of guy for a while now
1: Me too Um but mostly I'm, due to my disdain of doing dishes
0: Yeah so I have a dishwasher so the yeah. old, I mean I guess it, It's kind of laziness, but it doesn't take a lot of effort to load and unload a dishwasher. Yeah. And I started thinking I'm also a very cheap person. Mm. So the amount of money that I'm spending on paper (laughs) Paper. plates and plastic silverware is way more than it would cost to run my dishwasher a few more times a week. Correct. Right now, I only run my dishwasher like once a week. It's just me. So I found out like the last week or so I've been using predominantly all real dishes and silverware. Mm-hmm. and i've only had to run my dishwasher like one extra time
1: no that's not too bad so
0: for two runs a week i have cut down the amount of uh you know iron environmentally it's not good yeah, to have like it's true especially the cheap styrofoam plates and the plastic forks oh, and yeah. stuff so you know do my part and also save some cashola it's not super exciting or glamorous but yeah you know it's a little glamorous i'm gonna be honest (laughs)
1: yeah got some Uh, nice dishes i had
0: a lady friend over for dinner oh
1: yeah that's how you do it uh,
0: yeah i mean it wasn't even like a i I did cook her dinner one time and i served it on the nice fancy dishes yeah but then the next time she just came over we're having like a movie night and i got a pizza yeah and uh ate the pizza on a nice dish too yeah it wasn't like i was trying to be fancy i was just like hey (laughs) i ain't gonna throw away and not not gonna waste no paper dishes on
1: this true That's how you really show yeah, you're environmentally friendly. Yeah. That's like the main thing that you got to worry about on a date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to let people know how much of a liberal beta male cuck I am
0: well i do have to do that and i often i don't want to be like hey what do you think politically that's super awkward yeah so i'll i'll drop little dog whistles into the conversation to see if they pick up on it right because i am not dating a trumper or a republican of any kind (laughs)
1: it's very if i
0: was able to quote a meme right now it would be the image of ladybird saying don't Don't be be a a Republican."
1: republican
0: classic so this week i am talking well this last two months i am talking myself into having a garage because i've never done that before and uh i parked my car in it once it was it was weird because it's like your car is inside your house but it's like you know i don't know it's just weird and like you could like throw trash down there and just wait to take it out to the trash can and uh yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. You go like store stuff you don't really care about in there. It's
1: just pretty cool having a garage. Um moving on up, baby. Moving on up in the world. And that that's my talk myself into this week. on this episode of Schitt's Creek. Garage is garage. I'm a garage man.
0: Jimmy Yes. When we launched this podcast, yes, um, we laid out sort of a format of how we wanted things to work. That's true. Yep. And one of the things we discussed was um, being open to um, new things. No. No. Uh, okay. Being available to all ages. Now, just just follow me here for a second. Yes. Uh, we decided we were not going to be explicit. Yes. So even though it's not really fun to get into this, and we did it all off mic. You start to wander down this rabbit hole of what are we going to allow and what are we going to not allow. So we weren't going to allow the f word. You Correct. Know? If we did say the f word, it would be bleep. <laughs> yes. But you know, our co-host who's not with us today, Jeff. Yes. He said, "Well, what about shit?" <laughs> and we decided, "Shit's okay."
1: Yeah, shit's fine.
0: And uh, it's a good thing we decided that because <laughs> I agree. this week I'm talking you into a sitcom called Shit's Creek. Yes. And
1: that could I been mean difficult. to be fair, we wouldn't have to censor because to it's be spelled. Fair. Spelled differently. You're right. And yes. listening
0: back to old episodes of Howard Stern, he could get away with things that sounded the same. Correct. But were spelled differently or yes. had different meanings. So anyways, I am talking you into a Canadian television sitcom called Schitt's Creek. mm mm-hmm. uh, It launched in 2015 on CBC. Um, it is about a family, a wealthy family. hmm uh, Now, whenever I describe Schitt's Creek, it sounds like I'm doing the intro to Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, it's like... This is the story of a wealthy family who lost it all. Right, yeah. Uh, However, um, when they lost it all, one of the possessions they were able to keep was the deed to a town. Right, yeah. Which you find out in the first episode was purchased by the patriarch of the family, Johnny Rose, Mm -hmm. who was portrayed by Eugene Eugene Levy. Levy. He bought a town as a practical joke on his son. (laughs) So he bought a town called Schitt's Creek. Okay. And now they are truly up Schitt's Creek without a paddle they're Perfect. forced to move to the town and just live in this crappy motel and try to regain their prior level of wealth nice um what do you know about this show
1: jim um i know a lot because uh either Eugene Levy or like Dan Levy are on like podcasts that i listen to talking about it i think he was on one of them was on WTF uh, another was on the Conor O'Brien show mm-hmm. and um i've i've heard the the premise um my mom and her husband are very into the show mm. um i know that because when they were still living with me they were downstairs watching it and i heard that stupid theme song every time starting up and i was like all right they're doing another episode yeah um it's a nice quick watch they're like t- yeah 22 minutes something like that right um but yeah i, I know the premise um i love eugene levy um yeah and i've heard this is sort of like a breakout thing for uh his son yeah so dan, dan levy, levy he was a comedy writer before this he'd worked on other shows right i don't think he was
0: as known as a performer yeah um but he came up with the concept for this show and he went to his dad
1: um who is obviously a comedy legend
0: yeah eugene levy yeah sctv
1: um american pie
0: yeah and it's about this family and so they knew they would be father and son their first choice for the mother was Catherine o'hara who's mm-hmm incredible you know she's done a lot of stuff with eugene levy she's also from sctv she's done the christopher guest films um and then they needed someone to play the sister now dan levy has a sister Mm -hmm. in real life um who is also in the show but she's a supporting character she didn't want to be a lead she didn't she didn't have the time i guess she has other things going on in her life and stuff family and things so she she's in there in a minor role just as a heads up so you can enjoy this she plays the waitress twyla okay you'll see like in these episodes yeah uh, but they cast uh an actress annie murphy to play alexis the okay. sister and uh basically yeah the conceit was a reality show like these ones like shahs of sunset or whatever about mm-hmm. these or even like the real housewives where these like disgustingly rich people what what happens if they lose it all right and they have to go to this like shitty town yeah and uh it's great. Uh Catherine O'Hara is so far over the top.
1: It's not filmed like a mockumentary, is it? Uh no, there's no like straight to camera stuff. Okay.
0: But it is like single camera format and yeah. no audience or laugh track okay. or anything. Gotcha. So um yeah. I mean it's hysterical. It it basically swept every comedy category at this past year's Emmys. Yeah. Um, it just ended its final season. I have not even finished the show. Okay. And that's how strongly I feel about it, that I'm like, oh, I got to talk these guys into it. Unfortunately, Jeff wasn't able to be here. But if if you're listening to this now, Jeff, watch Shits Creek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jimmy, I'm going to ask you to watch the first three episodes of Shits Creek.
1: Okay. This is going to be a quick one. Yeah, not too bad. It's about an hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I could have given you more because it's very good, but the show it is what it is
1: you know what you're getting into yeah. after the first i think episode, you're gonna sure. know
0: whether you want to watch this show or not after okay. three episodes so yeah check out season one episodes one three of Shit's creek it's all on netflix all right it's also syndicated on comedy central right now oh that's cool so uh check it out nice yeah yeah
1: Oh, Shit Creek, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because poop. It's funny because poop. I Uh,
0: wish Jeff was here to make that joke non-sarcastically, non-ironically.
1: I made it in his his wake. Um, (laughs) Oh, sounds like he's dead. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Uh, So, uh, Shit Creek was a very popular TV show. It's still very popular. You can probably say it's still in the cultural zeitgeist.
0: I would say it's more popular now than when it initially launched.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because before it was... Only Canadian, yeah,
0: super Canadian. It did come to Netflix a while ago. Like I remember hearing about it on the deep deep TV Twitter, but (laughs) like the average person wasn't talking about it when the first season came to Netflix. Right.
1: Um. Yeah. There's a so basic plot of the show we already talked about in the beginning is um this family this very wealthy family it loses everything mm-hmm. and the only thing that they have is the deed to this town called Shit Creek or yes. Shits Creek. Yeah. And um we have this really great interaction between um Eugene Levy and I don't remember who else but he said that was the joke owning the Oh, it was between um him and Moira. Yeah. And then um Moira was like oh, you actually bought the town? Or maybe it was his daughter. I don't remember. And he was like, that was the joke, was buying the town, which and was like probably the funniest part of the episode. And his son,
0: David, is like, why didn't you just make a fake document to yeah.
1: make the joke? Right. He's like, that was a joke, owning the town. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> and it was really funny. And it was just like pure Eugene Levy, just like comedy timing. and
0: Yeah, I mean, there's really like for me there's two big set pieces in this episode yeah one of them is this opening where they're getting moved out of their mansion by the federal government yes and that's when he discusses shits creek and stuff and i think it's just funny seeing like all their stuff being dragged out how over the top and opulent it is
1: yes it was very um it was funny to see and just like just craziness just pure craziness
0: the huge family portrait where they all look right dismissive and rude
1: yeah which is really funny too and um, and then they basically they get to Shit's Creek and they're at this hotel, which kind of seems to me is like the entirety of Shit's Creek. I don't know if it's just what I've seen. Yeah,
0: they definitely fill out. This is a show that fills out the town and the town's people. Yeah, really well. Okay. So you're right. It feels really small at first. You see only a couple locations. Yeah. But it does a really good job of expanding from there. Okay. To the point where like some it has that thing of like the office where a character that was literally just standing in the background of the scene by the end of the series you'll know their entire backstory and their family yeah within.
1: for sure um so uh we get to the hotel or the motel, the motel mm-hmm. sorry very important just remember hotels are vertical motels are horizontal right that's correct uh the motel um uh it's not the no it's not the we meet the mayor basically yep who is there rolling shit
0: Roland yes. shit did you catch that
1: yes Roland? I, oh I caught it Um, who's portrayed by an actor that I've seen in many things he's always kind of like the uh I don't know people don't want him them in their lives
0: <laughs> like an annoying guy
1: yes he's yeah. basically just this annoying guy that is going to be the stain on their life
0: yeah I forget his name but it's Chris something
1: yeah well he's very good in that Chris role. Elliot oh thank you looked it up Bingo. found that one fast Yeah, that was real quick Um, so basically, um, he's basically like staying there, telling them about the town and stuff like that and how, um, Eugene Levy's character, what's his name again? Uh, Johnny, Johnny Rose. Johnny, right. Uh, Johnny wants to sell the town basically as soon as possible. And, um, they're just sort of talking about that. So
0: you're in episode two when that happens. Am I? Oh man. I mean, we could sort of just cover these all together. There's not a lot of plot in these episodes. No,
1: there's not it's
0: comedy yes uh one thing that i do want to talk about when they get to Shit's creek is they're doing a really good job of making it look shitty and pathetic yes. uh they do a lot of show not tell which i love in comedy mm-hmm. uh there's some great moments this is just a little thing but i love when they go to the diner and the menus are humongous yes and they just keep, keep unfolding, unfolding and they cover up like the that. whole tables yes that is such like a small town shitty diner thing i agree like if we have more items to choose from, people will be happier.
1: Yes. Um, oh. I will agree that I think a lot of the, the humor does come out of um, visual aspects mm-hmm. um, because like, yeah, the hotel is shitty mm-hmm. um, or motel, sorry. Um, the In episode two also, like it's just dripping on them and the bed and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's great visual storytelling and great visual comedy.
0: Yeah, there's another moment that's sort of visually arresting too, which is that when they move in here, uh, Moira's biggest concern, which can we just talk about how great Catherine O'Hara is in this? She's role?
1: really good in this, yeah. She's
0: so over the top but still believable somehow. Yes. Uh so I love when they move into the motel and she starts putting nails in the wall all over the place and then you <laughs> find out it's to hang her wigs up. Yes. She has a crazy yeah. collection of wigs. You I I'm again I haven't finished the series yet, but I'm almost done with it and I don't think I've seen her real real hair yet. that's really or maybe it's like Catherine o'hara's hair but it's styled to look like one of moira's wigs right yeah um and they're like crazy so i love that we meet stevie in this first episode who's the the manager of the motel Mm -hmm. and uh this is perfect because growing up in a small town there's so many people like this that are just like so disinterested and apathetic and beaten down that they just don't care about anything yeah And that comes across really realistic with her.
1: Yeah, it does. Like she has the sort of like sarcastic personality that goes out through throughout like the entire like three episodes that you had me watch. And like it didn't really I didn't really have a whole lot to do with it. Like it was fine. Like it didn't really. Well, I didn't find it that funny.
0: one thing I'll say the show I think doesn't do great is I feel like throughout this. Well, really through this whole first season, I think they try to make Stevie into a bigger character than she needs to be. Yeah. And as the show progresses, they pull back on her a little bit. Mm. Like she's still in it and she's still funny and stuff. Yeah. But she's more of a supporting character, like at the level of Roland and Roland's wife.
1: It almost feels like they're trying to make her into a love interest, but there's no one to be the love interest to. Oh, or is there? I don't know. But, um, I don't know. It just felt a little off. Well,
0: Without spoilering, I will say that you're feeling the right things. Okay. Because I felt the same thing, and there is something coming with her and David.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Because David seems to be gay.
1: Yes. Just
0: by his interests, his affect, you know, sort of little small remarks. They don't make a big deal out of it, but he just talks about, you know, being with men and stuff in a very yes. commonplace way.
1: Right. Yeah. Um then uh of course there's this whole interaction with the mayor uh he's basically blowing up their bathroom and wants to leave uh, they want them to leave him, him to leave yeah that was so great and super funny and um of course this uh doesn't end up well because they go to the diner and come back and their doors are missing yeah which is also very funny <laughs> um and they basically have to convince him to give their doors back
0: yeah i mean it- We also, like you mentioned, Johnny's trying to get Roland to agree to sell the town. Yep. um, Which he basically spends the entire second episode, like, trying to be nice to Roland. Yeah, schmooze him. They go to dinner at his house and stuff like that. And Roland agrees to it. But then it becomes clear when Johnny meets with a real estate agent nobody's going to buy this town. Yes. Like, all the land and property values and home values are all way below, you know, market price. Right. So he would literally lose money on the town so it's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: I will say I think the cold opens of the show are funnier than the actual show. Oh really? Yeah, like the um the very beginning was uh Johnny showing up to um his son Dan uh Dan Levy, what's his name? The David. David showing up and saying and david's like what are you wearing he's like it's his nightshirt." And then he kept calling him Ebenezer scrooge yeah and then he said my best to bob cratchit and i was like <laughs> that is such a deep cut yeah and i thought it was really funny i think it's just a coincidence
0: that those were in the cold opens because yeah. you do get stuff
1: like that throughout the show you know in, yeah in the right. end of the episode um but i just thought that was so good
0: yeah those it's little really asides funny. those little like w- things that they move past what i love about this is because it's filled with it's filmed single camera no audience no laugh track right they can move past that without pausing for a laugh Mm -hmm. and it's so good it's like one of those things that you only pick up on if you're like really paying attention
1: yeah so uh basically this episode uh johnny and moira and um david are trying to like schmooze up uh the mayor and uh what's i'm really bad with names so
0: you're in episode two yes the drip which they've decided the thing that pushed them over the edge and said we got to get rid of this town is the drip from the ceiling yes of filthy water dripping on johnny's <laughs> right, which head is
1: disgusting yeah um and then the the daughter is at a party um and at this party she's basically like trying to get back to her her ex-boyfriend who's like posting all these pictures with supermodels and stuff.
0: Alexis is the daughter
1: of the family. Um, so she takes a picture of making out with this dude and she finds out that she wants to be like, sort of like be in his life kind of. Date him. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll get more of that in episode three, but it's supposed to be like this one, just like taking a picture of kissing this dude just to make her ex-boyfriend jealous.
0: Yeah. But she ends up kind of being interested in him. Right. Third episode. Great title don't worry it's his sister <laughs> yes it was the major set piece of this episode is revolves- the town sign
1: yeah the town sign welcome to Shit's creek right jimmy what does the sign look like uh it looks like there is a man holding on to a woman who's bending over um and he's holding on to her from behind yeah and as eugene levy so eloquently put it looks like he's f***ing her up the ass <laughs>
0: In actuality, she's, I think, bailing water out of a river. Yes. uh, Out of the creek, likely. Yes. Uh, And he's holding her that she doesn't fall over, but it certainly looks like they're copulating. Yes. And uh, so Johnny takes Roland and a few other people from the town out there and says, like, we got to get rid of this. If we're going to make this town valuable enough for me to sell it you know, we got to get rid of this sign. It's horrible. Yes. Uh, And Roland's like, no, that's a symbol of my family. That's my great, great grandfather and all this stuff. And he's like, that's not even his wife. That's his sister. <laughs> yeah. So throw, I mean, I think this happens at the end, but it to, does Yeah. To jump to it. I mean, the big reveal is Roland says, I have I'll a compromise for you. I'll right. fix it. I'll make it better. And
1: then he puts <laughs> up a sign that says, don't worry. It's his sister, which is so great. <laughs> yeah. It's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side note does every episode like have one big dramatic f-bomb because i feel at least the three episodes that you gave me i was like i was almost like predicting them i didn't notice that to be honest with you yeah um i always notice that sort of thing because like breaking bad has like one good one yeah. per season you know
0: well i mean this was on cbc originally so right. they don't have they the don't same really restrictions care. they yeah. can
1: do whatever i know it's on pop which is american television
0: oh is that how it was brought over here yeah um i don't it doesn't feel like an excessively obscene show.
1: No, no, it doesn't.
0: I mean, they swear occasionally, and there's some adult themes, but I think it's it's pretty mild-mannered.
1: Yeah. I just know, like, it was only one F-bomb per episode. Actually, I think the first one had two, but uh, it was like one, one instance per episode, and I was like, it's kind of weird that they're doing that, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the other thing that
0: happens in this episode is that uh, Moira has a, a meltdown.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's probably the best part about the show, too, because she just wants to die. Like, she's just, like, so depressed. She doesn't want to, like, live this life. And
0: At this point, yes. Yeah. She has a whole arc throughout the show, which is great. Yeah. But at this point, she can't get past living in Shit's Creek. Yeah. And when people write nasty things about her online, she has a meltdown. And usually... David is in charge of consoling his mother, Mm -hmm. but he's out looking for a job because he's decided he's going to get his own way out of here. He's not going to wait for the family to somehow bounce back. Yes. He's going to earn money and get out. Uh, So Alexis is in charge and we see this very strange relationship between mother and daughter, which feels that Moira has seen Alexis more as a competitor than a daughter. Like she just sort of like acts like a stranger to her at times. Yeah. But underneath that all, there is love for them. They just, they don't, they're not close. They don't have a lot of connection between them. Right. So it's interesting to see them f- sort of forced together. Um, and then what ends up finally cheering Moira up is uh, Roland, the the mayor. His wife, Jocelyn, is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And sort of out of pity, she invites oh, her to, to Moira teach. yeah, to come to the class and talk about being an actress. Because Moira is like a washed up soap opera actress. Right. And I love that scene because even though she like belittled it and said how stupid it was, it did cheer her up. Yes, it did make her feel important. I agree. So, Jimmy, this is you know this is quick. I mean, these are three short episodes. Yep, uh, not a ton of plot. We're really just establishing the circumstances of the show, the characters, the locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I hope you got enough of a taste for the comedy. That you'll like it going forward. Do you have any overall thoughts or concerns? Or
1: uh, I do have some overall thoughts. Um, I think it is more of a situational comedy than a uh, a written comedy. I think the um, I think the situations are funnier than the actual writing in the show, which I find a little disappointing. Mm. Um, because I was excited about it because, like we said before, the show does have a a ton of awards. Now it got a whole lot of praise, like from the Emmys and stuff. Um, I immediately started watching Bob's Burgers after that, and I found it 10 times more funny. Really? Which I was a little upset about. I was Hmm. like, oh, I was sort of hoping that, um, I would find, like, the show, like, laugh out loud funnier than, um, than Mm -hmm. something else. But, um, I think the performances are, um, pretty great. I think Eugene Levy is really good, um, I never really saw anything with Dan Levy before, so it was nice to sort of get introduced to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of him just because he's Eugene Levy's kid. I've heard him on podcasts before. Um, but yeah, overall, it was, I was I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was let down a little bit.
0: Well, I do have a final push for you. Okay. Which I think is the one downfall, but I couldn't really address this in giving you these episodes, is... The show as a situational comedy, a sitcom, I would tend to agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, You do gain something the more you watch it, which is that caring about the characters does matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think this show does a really good job of going beyond while still staying in the medium. What I mean by that is they feel like you explore the characters and you learn more about them, but it still is a situational comedy. Right. So it's not like super heartwarming at times and things Mm. like that. But I would say that you get to care about the characters more than your average sitcom, like a Seinfeld or something like that. I get It sort of harkens back to... um, like a Parks and Recreation mm. where it's funny, but you're also like rooting for Leslie because you like right. Leslie.
1: I get that. Things
0: like that. And we do see a lot of big story arcs coming up and we see a lot of it becoming more of an ensemble cast. Mm. So I think if you give it a chance because it is a quick watch and everything like that, stick it through the first season. I think you'll really like it and like where it's headed. That would be my final push for you.
1: Okay. How many seasons are there?
0: Oh, I want to say there's like 5 maybe. I think there's 6. Hold on, I'm right there. There's 6 seasons. <laughs> okay. Um I'm in season 5, that's why I was thinking about that. Okay. So yeah, and from what I've heard, the 6th season, the final season is crazy good. Like mm. they knew it was ending and they pulled out all the stops. Okay. So uh and I just think you're going to get more of everything you liked. Um I think you're going to get a lot more Moira. She becomes like just the heavy hitter of the show. Yeah. The situations get crazier. Um, But also like make sense and feel true and real. Okay. So yeah I think you should uh, stick it out. Jimmy. Yes. Was I able to talk you into Schitt's Creek? Yeah. Yeah. It's a soft yes. Yeah. I Um, thought you were going to say no. Really? Yeah. Um, Which I'm surprised by because I thought you'd really love it. Yeah. No. I
1: I was disappointed by it because it was definitely hyped up to be this thing that I don't think it really is. Mm. um I agree with you yeah I don't know everybody's praising it online I'm like this is fine like I don't think it's like at the levels of like an always sunny or like a Bob's Burgers or something but um I think the writing is like it's almost there um yeah, I, I don't know. I just wasn't like finding it as laugh out loud funny as I was hoping it to be.
0: I mean, certainly I think you, just based on the shows that you've shouted out here, you're more into like an absurdist take on comedy, which
1: that's very true.
0: This isn't. This yeah. is about realistic people right. thrust into extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. But like I said, I think if you can grow an attachment to the characters, you're going to really like be sucked in. and almost like um a show that you love. Obviously, this is absurd because it's a horse. But BoJack Horseman.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true.
0: You get drawn in by the characters to that's the point where this, the comedy just becomes sort of an extra benefit.
1: That is true. Um, yeah. At this point, I didn't really care about any of the characters. I think I'm going to give it at least the first season. Yeah. If I don't like it by the first season, maybe I'll give an update on the show. I don't know. Yeah. I, but, I um, think
0: they're still trying to figure out who's the focal point at at this stage of the first season yeah um i think you start to see david as an audience surrogate yeah and they also make alexis a little bit more relatable and down to earth Mm. and then they sort of just leave moira there for zaniness and craziness yeah
1: that's another thing that i don't think benefits the show as much too is that there's not really an audience surrogate because everyone is so like unlikable yeah um which is a little hard to get into but like on the other hand like Always Sunny doesn't have that either, too. No, you know? I think
0: they sort of vacillate between Johnny and David, yeah. which makes sense because they're the creators of the show,
1: right? Yeah, and
0: right, and David's, or um, you know, Dan Levy is the head writer. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Like I said, it's easy to watch. It's not hurting you to watch right, it, right? Yeah, not a that's big commitment.
1: sort of that's sort of how I feel about it. I watch um, a
0: few episodes every week, and I'm yeah. sort of making my way through the show like that.
1: Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah,
0: so I think uh, I think if I check back in with you in a month and you've actually stuck with it, you'll like it a lot more than you do now. Okay.
1: Yeah, probably. I could definitely see that, and that's why it's a yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Then um, I think uh. We're all set for now. I think we don't have any episodes yeah. currently scheduled. Yeah, the way we're recording this is a little strange. This uh, is our last time we're recording for two months.
0: Yeah, not for you guys, though. No. For you, you're going to keep on hearing episodes. Yes. But Jeff is on paternity leave right now. That's why he's not on this episode. Yes. And uh, we don't have it all planned out right
1: now. But I believe scheduled is our fifth record roundtable. Well,
0: now we're committed,
1: Jim. Yeah so um that could happen uh, apparently and i'm pretty nerd i have to find some record to have you guys listen to in the next two months because i don't like a lot of music that you guys don't already (laughs) like
0: well i'm excited for if it is a record round table yes because i have some good ones lined up
1: okay well i have to go get into some sort of musician in the next two months and
0: guys if you look in the show notes and it doesn't say record round table then we
1: changed our mind yeah so uh anything could happen yeah maybe like jeff quit the show who knows probably not hopefully not in the meantime though jim yes where can people find the podcast online you can find the podcast at talk me into uh or no yes at talk me into what am i saying uh talk me into pod on instagram and if you feel so inclined you can find Uh, Send us an email. Talk (laughs) me into. What's (laughs) happening? You can send us an email. Talk me into at gmail.com. This is two years of talk me into. I'm just mushing it out now.
0: Yeah. Now you don't even know the words. You're just saying this is muscle memory.
1: Yeah. Dan, where can people find you online?
0: I'm on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. And you could visit my pal Jeff on Twitter under the name...
1: J-E-F-F-F-F-F two seven. That's Jeff with five Fs. The number 27. Jimmy, how about you personally? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where I'll be tweeting, posting, and what was the third one? <clears throat> all the things. Instagram and yeah. Yeah. All that. Thank you for listening. Talk me into what will we talk you into next.
0: We honestly don't know.
1: Probably a record round table. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> get your booty on the floor tonight. Make my day. You need a minute? Are you good?
1: Um, I can get a fun fact. Damn. I used up almost all my fun facts. I've had, <laughs> I've had that funny folder in my work email. Um, since like a year ago, <laughs> finally used it, Jeff always thinks
0: the fun facts have to be something big, but no, when we don't. started that, the idea for me was like it could be anything like yeah, my name's Jimmy, and I like the song blah, blah blah. Oh, it's funny that you say that, <laughs> my name's Jimmy, and my phone number seventy <laughs> four